0: And welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. And you've joined me at another of our World Cup series. Where in the run-up to this year's tournament. I have been speaking with various fans and players who have attended previous finals. Now we began right at the beginning, looking at the history of the tournament. I then spoke with Brian Douglas, who played for England in both the 1958 and 1962 finals. Then, with various fans who went to 1966, 1970 and 1982. All of those can be found on previous episodes, either on 3 com or your podcast provider of choice. It's also on YouTube, should that be the way you like it. Uh, It'd be great to hear your thoughts on them as well. You can get in touch via social media. Just search 3Lions Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you'll find it all there. And you may remember I spoke with Pat Napier about the 1970 tournament held in Mexico. Well, for the second time, the tournament was held there again. 1986, which is where we find ourselves now. And this time, I'll be speaking with England and Alfreton Town fan, Paddy Buckley, who went, and we'll also hear from another England player, who was part of Bobby Robson's squad. We'll get to those memories soon, but before that, let's find out the backstory to the finals. So it was back in June 1974. FIFA, they awarded the 1986 World Cup to the South American country of Colombia. Initially, as a 16-team tournament, Colombia had submitted their proposal based on that. However, FIFA then changed their criteria and expanded the amount of teams from 16 to 24 for the 1982 Spain World Cup. Colombia said, as a nation, they were unable to host that many teams. Despite FIFA president, Joao Havilland's insistence that it could revert to a 16-nation competition. Over a period of time, it became apparent that the country couldn't afford to host the competition anyway. And then on the 5th of November 1982, with less than four years to go, they officially announced that they couldn't host it. Mexico, United States and Canada then all submitted bids to replace Colombia. Mexico would go on to be awarded the tournament for the second time after hosting 16 years previously in 1970. And in doing so, they became the first country to host twice. Both America and Canada were quite displeased that they weren't properly considered, with things getting very political. America pointing out that Colombia had two seats on FIFA's executive committee. And Canada, well, they said Mexico's 10-page bid document was a joke. And just as in 1960, when Chile were due to host the 1962 tournament, Mexico City suffered a violent earthquake just eight months before the World Cup commencing. It measured 8.0 on the moment magnitude scale. The death toll, whilst no official numbers were ever given, it was believed to be anywhere between 5,000 and 30,000. Mexico stood strong, though, and maintained that they could still host the tournament, especially as none of the planned venues had been affected. This would be Bobby Robson's first crack at World Cup qualifying, after Euro 84 didn't really go to plan. Many of the red-top newspapers had already been very vocal in the way things had gone. And this was something Robson would have to endure throughout his tenure, as Fleet Street journalists were still displeased that Brian Clough wasn't in the hot seat. England were drawn in Group 3 of European qualifying alongside Northern Ireland, Romania, Finland, and Turkey. And the top two teams in the group, well, they would go on to the Mexico finals. England easily made it through, finishing with 12 points thanks to four wins and four draws. Manchester United's Brian Robson was the top scorer in the group with five goals. And we ended up with a goal difference of plus 19, mainly due to an 8-0 away victory over Turkey. Northern Ireland would finish second, also securing their place at the finals. Romania, Finland and Turkey, or they would all miss out. There would be 24 teams at the finals, including 13 from Europe. And those other European nations to automatically qualify... Were Poland from Group 1, West Germany and Portugal from Group 2, France and Bulgaria from Group 4, Hungary from Group 5, Denmark and Soviet Union from Group 6, and Spain from Group 7? Now there was an exciting playoff between Group 1's second place Belgium and second place in Group 5, the Netherlands. Belgium won the first leg by a goal to nil at home. And the Dutch would win the second leg 2 1 in Rotterdam. It ended 2 2 on aggregate, but the Red Devils of Belgium went through on away goals. And the last spot was a playoff between European Group 7, second place finishers Scotland, and the Oceania Group winners, <laughs> a group that comprised of Australia, Israel, New Zealand, and Chinese Taipei. Australia finished top and set up a two-legged playoff with Scotland. Could there be a game with a further distance to travel between? Scotland would ultimately win 2-0 on aggregate and find themselves in the finals. As holders, Italy would qualify automatically, as would Mexico as hosts. From around the world, Canada made their one and only appearance to date. Iraq and the Korean Republic, or South Korea as we know them, made it from the Asian group. And from South America, Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay and Uruguay would qualify. Once qualified, Bobby Robson's first World Cup squad was as follows. Three goalkeepers, Peter Shilton from Southampton, Chris Woods of Norwich City, Gary Bailey of Manchester United. Defenders. There was Gary Stevens of Everton. Kenny Sansom of Arsenal. Alvin Martin from West Ham. Terry Butcher of Ipswich Town. Viv Anderson, who was at Arsenal. Terry Fennick of QPR. And there was Gary Stevens from Tottenham Hotspur. In midfield, Glenn Hoddle, again, of Tottenham Hotspur. Brian Robson, captain from Manchester United. Ray Wilkins, well, he was at AC Milan at the time. Chris Waddle was at Tottenham. Peter Reid and Trevor Stephen were both from Everton and Steve Hodge from Aston Villa. And up front, Mark Hateley, like Ray Wilkins, he was from AC Milan. Gary Lineker was at Everton. John Barnes from Watford. Peter Beardsley, Newcastle United. And Chelsea's Kerry Dixon. For those of us back home... TV was the main way to keep up with the games. The BBC's World Cup grandstand opening theme tune was by a band called Heads, and this was called Aztec Lightning.
1: By contrast, ITV,
0: they had their classic intro theme, which still sounds great to this day. On the promotional front for the competition, just as a, uh, a stereotypical orange had been used for Spain in 1982. This time, a Mexican green jalapeno pepper was used, sporting a large moustache and wearing a sombrero. He was named Pique. The poster this time was a little more exciting than the 1970 effort. This was a photo shot by Annie Leibovitz, an American photographer. She was the last person to photograph John Lennon before he was fatally shot. And this poster shows a selection of Aztec statues up against a blue sky. And against one of these statues is a human shadow with its arm bent up and its leg angled as if to kick the real-life football that sat stationary at the foot of one of these statues. So on to the finals we go. England were drawn in Group F, alongside Morocco, Poland and Portugal. With two points for a win and one for a draw, it wasn't the best starts at the competition. I read that it was called the Group of Sleep, after the first four games only produced two goals. And five of the six games were played in Monterey, but between two different stadiums there. And the last group game between Portugal and Morocco was in Zapopan, some 800 kilometres from Monterrey. And Monterey was the most northern of host cities to be used in 1986, as it seems most of the cities were fairly centralised. So with that in mind, I think it's high time we spoke with England fan Paddy Buckley. So 36 years ago, England headed to Mexico for the World Cup finals for the second time after being eliminated in the quarterfinals to West Germany back in 1970. Could they do any better this time? Let's find out. Let's find out how the story went, what it was like to be there. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast England fan, Paddy Buckley. As I say, what's there? Paddy, hello there. Hello. You well? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm uh, good. Good stuff.
0: Thirty-six years ago, uh, we've made it to 1986 in the uh, in the series here. If you don't mind me
2: asking, how old were you back then? Um, 36, uh, 86. I would be twenty-five.
0: Okay, so it was eighty-six was was the World Cup. Then, did you remember eighty-two?
2: I do remember eighty-two.
0: Did you go to? that? not go.
2: Ah, oh, right. No, no the eighty-six was my first one. Right. I'd been abroad watching football with with Forest for European Cup wins and and obviously some of the knockout games. But this one my first World Cup abroad.
0: OK, because the England qualifying games were played from 84 to 85 in our group there. We had, was it Finland, Turkey, Northern Ireland and Romania? We Did you go to some of those?
2: No, to be honest with you, I've not been to an England home game until relatively re- recently.
0: Right,
2: a couple of years ago, probably. I went to Mexico. I went to Italy, hmm. but I've not been. I've not seen England play at home other than when they played at Old Trafford. Oh, really? Against, against South Africa. I see. About Ninety-six, right? Something uh, like
0: that. Yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on when it was, but I remember there was a game. Yeah, against South Africa. Up, up in that neck of the woods. Yes. Yeah. So. England qualified for the, the Mexico World Cup. Um, as I was just saying to you, or before we started recording, I, I only just remember it. I was seven or eight at the time. And just doing my research about it, I didn't realise that originally the tournament was going to be held in Colombia. Yeah. Were you going to go if yeah. it was in Colombia?
2: No, no. It, it, it had already changed to Mexico you know, we were talking about it in pub, and, you know, everybody's, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah. It, it, There'll two of us going after about after about a dozen, and we booked with a company called South American Travel, which if iffy, doesn't it? <laughs> so what we thought, at, the, at that time, you didn't get no refunds, you know, from, if anybody went bust. Oh, no. You've got to go through Abta, and it used to take about six months to get your money back. So we went to uh, Ilkeston co Travel, which is not far from us. It's only about ten miles from us, mm. and they had a, a policy of giving you an immediate refund, and they were the only travel agent in country that did it. So we went and we booked with them, and there were three tours. There was the old tour, so you went from start, you went for you know a final, and you got back. I can't remember how much it was. It were expensive, yeah, and then there was. The first half of the competition, and then there was the second half, and I went for the second half, and it was £1,350 for that, wow. supposedly included tickets. But anyway, it didn't matter because they were, as soon as the first lot was supposed to fly out, they went bust. So at least we had a fortnight to sort something out. Obviously, the people who were going, you know, due to fly out for the beginning at tournament. You know, they've they got no chance. And, yeah. and if they're not booked through, say, Milkingston Co-op, they're going to have to fight for the money back through Amti. Yeah. If that's it, they were covered by AMTA. Of course. Um, as it turned out, it saved us loads of money. Because we went back to Milkingston Co-op and they were brilliant and they just sorted us flights out. So we got a flight from Gatwick to Houston right. and went about? Three and three-quarter hour wait there. So we just got a taxi there. We went through 20 minutes, said, drop us to bar. Come on, yeah. pick us up. <laughs> Come on, pick us up in a few hours. So, yeah, it was great. And uh, we got back and we are knackered by the time we got back because, you know, you're going you're going the wrong way, so it's making it a long day. Yeah, We arrived in uh, in Mexico City around uh, right about midnight. We just fell into a taxi and said, "Take us to a hotel," <laughs> which we had a very good move because it took us to most expensive, where they, they were probably going to pay off out of it, right? And um, but you know we needed a bed, yeah. So uh, that 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 was our start to tournament.
0: So you, you went for what the, the second half of the tournament, you No. Know, so did you yeah, the, watch the group games at home? Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, oh more in pub. In yeah. fact. We watched the uh, England. England were terrible. They were, and they had to win the last game. We were flying out the following day, and and I think it was ten o'clock at night. The game against Poland, and we had to win that game, otherwise we were out of tournament.
0: And you knew you had tickets.
2: We were sat watching it in pub. (laughs) Uh, If they lost, you know, we got flights. We got flights out. We got no tickets to games. Right. Um, We'd been knackered And Jim Rosetar Come on at half time And he said If anybody They were all Trying to Discourage you Discourage England Fans to go Because there were this Trouble mentality Back in the time Yeah You know Trouble followed England Everywhere Well it didn't follow them Everywhere It followed them Where they could afford To go to You know Of course Most of the time It were people who Weren't even interested In football so for the first two weeks at tournament it were they were known as los animales they were press following them around just wanting wanting trouble to happen so it so the mexicans were you know are you los animales you, you know and he said no and then you were the best mate you said that yeah so it went it went to problem for for us it was just i think it was more the press that, right. that were they were wanting a story out there, and that's what they were like. You know, they'd be paying people to throw a chair through a window or something like that. And it's just got it got England a bad name, and the bad name, got people expecting more. Yeah. So so I, I don't think there were any trouble in, in group games, but it would just, you know, more publicity went to Los Animales than to football. Right. So anyway. We were in pub watching, watching this game, and we were flying out the following morning. And uh, fortunately, Gary Lindick scored that trick.
0: This was where his tournament started, wasn't it?
2: It was. It was. And uh, and as I say, Jim Rosenthal were there, and he was saying he'd got a ticket up for next game against Paraguay. He said, I've just had to pay £100 for this ticket. So if you're coming out, you know, I won't bother. You know, you're not going to get tickets. You're not going to get this and that or the, you know, we ignored that anyway. And mm. uh, we got down to Gatwick and we flew over, And we, you know, we had a good time in Houston, three or four hours that we got. Nice. We got down and, and our, we got nothing booked or anything. You know, we just got our flights there. So we're in this hotel and we thought, right, we'll go down to the stadium, see about getting tickets. First thing. And see if we can see any England fans and find out what the crack is.
0: Because this was Mexico City, wasn't it? Where the Aztecs. Are.
2: Yeah. Also, six months beforehand, they did a massive earthquake. Yeah. There were lots. Of, you know, there were lots of people killed. Thousands of people killed. And when we got there, there were people still living under plastic. You know, plastic sheets in the city. There'd be like a bank that's there, and it'd be massive pl- structure. You know. Not a thing wrong with it. Then there'd be all the like the buildings where people were living, and you could see where the uh, the reinforcing stopped in the buildings. Right, oh, yeah. and above that, that like, they fell down. Obviously, they fell down. Yeah, because they were saving money and not pre- reinforcing it. Oh, dear. <laughs> so uh, all this, a lot, it was all down to a lot, you know a lot of corruption and and stuff like. That. And we yeah, we we come onto that we we're pleased because. You know, you stop and ask the police officer away, he wants $5. To oh, tell really? You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there were lots and lots of police about during World Cup, which which were good. Yeah. You know, for us. I witnessed what it was like the day after, at the day after final, because I, I got a ticket for final. And, uh, and it was a different place altogether. When you went down on Metro, it was a different place altogether with no police there.
0: So what did they, I mean, there were so, stories about like when Russia hosted the World Cup, the last World Cup, that perhaps uh, allegedly maybe Putin got everyone out of the way um, to make a, a a good spectacle for FIFA. And you were saying it was sort of the, the same 36 well, years ago.
2: There were police everywhere all mm. the time, all out on, on streets, in on metros, all the right grounds. There were police everywhere. The day after, there were none. Really? Yeah, there were none. <laughs> and we had one incident where this girl got a, a wallet snatched, and they, what they did is they just went down with a Stanley knife on a on a handbag. Yeah. And that of her handbag, you know, she didn't realise until after she got off it underground. But there were, you know, the nice bag, nice handbag, cut down side and i had gone, no, rotten. So you know, yeah. So during World court, there was a big presence of police, and and it was a really good atmosphere. You know, we got there, so we went to Grand. and and it well, it, it was just like it. Well, they open one, they like, you right. know, they'll have a CS. And yeah, you know, we were being told, you, you just need to, just need to wait, and uh, eventually they'll open up. So we just hung around, hung around. And a couple of hours later, the the the, open, the the ticket office opened up and we got a ticket for Paraguay game, which Jim Rosenthal paid £100 for, for six quid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, was he pulling a fast one? or, or was Yeah, he...
2: yeah well, well, I don't know. Him. I, he may have, you know, been been had. Yeah. No, I, I think he was trying to put people off going. Right. And I think you were probably told to do that as well. But right. you know, we went up to the ticket office six six pounds for it, well, equivalent to six pounds. Yes. We met some England fans and we found out whereabouts to stop in city, you know, which hotels to go for, and we were paying 50 pence a night after that. Nice. We we got back to our hotel and we had to have two nights in in the one that we've paid 18 pounds for because you know, because we'd hung around to get tickets, so we weren't able to check out. So we had two nights there. But after that, we we're paying fifty pence a night, and the only difference was it was a black and white television. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it wasn't really, it was clean sheets every What more do you want?
0: It's just somewhere to put your head down, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and It, it, all, it all Choco Milko on television anyway. It all you go were in every advert right who uh, uh, main spanish footballer yeah so you know you know, it that were a different 50 pence and hour i couldn't believe it it were really it was just so cheap
0: yeah
2: it were like cafes where you went in for a beer and it were equivalent to 10 pence a bottle
0: so you don't uh, back then they weren't hiking the prices up then
2: Yeah. Uh, well yeah they do yeah they would like for example in 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 the azteca mm. And watch you never be here. And you know, can I remember at the cinema where they used to have the thing round the neck and a, like a tray where you all yes. ice creams and things in? Well, they had them with beer in. Right. You know, they'd have about, I don't know, they'd have about 30 pints on one of these trees around the neck. Yeah. And they wanted to sell it. And if you put your hand up in grand they'd race each other, climbing over everybody. <laughs> To get, to get to your face to get the sale, and they that that were like and and that were like uh, that were like equivalent to fifty pence I think, right? You know, and it went obviously it went. I, I can't remember how much a pipe would be back, back in that time over a year, but you know, I'm just comparing it to prices in pubs. So yeah. it was five times more in stadium. Yeah, you you know you go in a bar. And they don't you just you just get your beer out of the fridge. And there'll be a group of you, and uh, you'll be sat there for a few hours, and when you go in, they just come down and count all empty bottles.
0: Seems an easy way to do things, doesn't it? And that's
2: what they charge you, yeah. And you get charged for how many empty bottles are there.
0: <laughs> so there's there's not many people in in England, I guess, that have been to the Azteca. Uh, and from what I can gather. From pictures I've seen, it doesn't seem to have changed a great deal. No. Um, it it looks a fabulous stadium. It's big. It looks quite steep, but but go on, tell us what it what it's like in there.
2: It's massive. It's you know because it was it was seater as well. You yeah. know it were one hundred and twenty thousand seater stadium, but you'd be walking up it, and there'll be these great big cracks in it. Really? you know, probably earthquake. Oh, yeah, but they went, It would just. It's a really Stade-a-built place. You know, it's just a mass of concrete. Mm. And rather than steps, you've got ramps where you walk up. Okay. You know, you walk up ramp. So you're probably walking halfway around stadium, going <laughs> just going up. Yeah. And our seats were in top, weren't they? Okay. We were in corner. We were in corner. And that's where we were for nearly all games, in corner at top. And you got, obviously, you, you could sit where you like in that in that area. Yeah. Um, And that's when, that's when, you know, all beer men were coming round because they always come round to where England fans (laughs) were.
0: Were there many England fans there?
2: Yeah, there were quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. There were some by night goal. Right. I think those those where we were were them who just turned up and got a ticket. Right. Uh, I think the, the ones that had come, I don't know if they were official trips back in them days they would have been behind goal. Yeah. I don't know, unless unless they are all we travel agents who got tickets. Yeah. Because they all seem to be, you know, they'd all be on act and making a fortune out of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that rare experience there, it was were, were fantastic when we were there. I was worried about eating. Right. I didn't eat anything for the first three days. Then once I was dead, I, I didn't stop. <laughs> you know, you were frightened of catching some you know, and uh, by the time you're done you you are eating off all, all the street stalls, you know, doing tacos and all sorts. Yeah. But you know, if you're at it night, you'd be accompanied by rats running around, uh hundreds of them. Oh. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. You know, near all oh, near old fast food places. They come out at, it, you know, drains, you know, drains front road. Yeah. They just like be hundreds of them come running out. In daytime, Obviously, you don't see them, but they 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 know the way round.
0: Yeah. Well, they knew where the food was.
2: Yeah, yeah. They know they know where the food was.
0: Oh, I mean, Mexico City is is quite high above sea level as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's on a it's 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 actually built in a volcano. What the city? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an old volcano. Right. That's you know that's leveled off. You know the top of it leveled off, hmm. and it were a lake. A lake at one time, right? You know, back in Montezuma's day, and there a pathway across to this, across the water to this island, and uh, gradually it filled in, uh, and this is why it's not a very stable place. You know, when the earthquake happened, you know, and, and being in a volcano, you know, that makes it susceptible to to earthquakes, things like oh. that. We didn't know whether it were going to be cancelled or not, because obviously it had been, you know, it should have been in Columbia. Mm. So they, it, it was late. I mean, it was about a year, I think, when they moved it, year before, and then they had the earthquake, and they were never really, you know, you know, they are always, always confident that it would go on, and they, they never really shown you the people living under sheets of polythene mm. and things like that back in England you know, they just as hard, they're getting on with it and you know, but when you go out there and you've seen it, all the all the big smart hotels are there. It's just they they're still there, not touched. And it's just the residential buildings where they've you know built so far and yeah. and then then missing materials out of them. So yeah.
0: well England won that that first game that you saw 3-0. Lineker got another two uh, and weirdly yeah. got one. I bet you were you were thankful that um, that you got to see a win.
2: Yeah, Obviously. yeah, we did. Um, and, and when we were down at Aztec, we also got tickets for next games uh, if we won. Right. While we we're there, we, we bought tickets for. I think got one for the final there, and we, I got one for Paraguay, Argentina, and that semi. Yeah, it was semi-final, ain't it? It would have been Belgium, but it were Argentina, Belgium, Right. But yeah, we got tickets for them there and then. Like, well, they got a little bit dearer as as they went on the tournament, but not particularly not not particularly expensive.
0: So, did you go with the intention of, on, oh, well, want to see as many games as possible?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I'd tell you about, yeah, Mexico, um, they got through to knockout stages. They've never won a knockout game, right. they got they got drawn against Bulgaria. And they beat Bulgaria and Mexico City were fantastic that night. Yeah, everybody were out on the streets. Everybody, there were vehicles, all vehicles going down streets. You never seen out like it. And the vehicles would be covered in people. You couldn't yeah. see the bodywork, and you know the buses and the bit odd car, which were nearly always a uh, Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> uh, there were millions of them about, and and all these buses that were. Belgium thick black smoke art, and it was fantastic. The, you know, all the horns going and, and uh, your, your art and on street. And they come up to you, are you Annie Marley? You say, no, oh, so they buy you a drink, and it uh, was brilliant.
0: The tequila, was it? Tequila, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, you were wearing a, uh, what's the hat, the sombrero,
2: joining no, in. Uh, I joined in, yeah, I joined in, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think i have got an England T-shirt on. That's why they come up saying, "Are you Andy Marley?" Cuffs, yeah. And it, they were great. You know, as soon as he says no, 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 they were your best friend. It was fantastic. It, an experience I'll never forget. That way, yeah, never seen anything like after a football game, and you know the old city was celebrating. And now i was thinking, I oh, we'll, hope oh, we don't end up playing them.
0: Well, that's <laughs> that's always the thing, isn't it? They say that. The tournaments are always better the longer the host nation stays in it or, or does yes. well.
2: Yes, yeah, and, and it were unbelievable. I'll give you an example. We went to, we went to Acapulco. Right. It was like you just, you just go to airport and you just queue up and go a standby flight, fifteen quid to you know it was either fifteen quid, you're there in half an hour, or three quid on a bus. And it took six hours, so obviously,
1: yeah.
2: you know, you, you went, you queued up at airport to get on. and we got on one every time. We need to, we need to get turned away, and we come back from that day before England's next game, and France were playing uh, Brazil. Right. At the time we got back to airport, and every television in airport had got game on, and carousels for suitcases, they were turned off. <laughs> they, weren't doing they weren't doing it till after the game finished. And it was a game. You know, it went to penalties, didn't it? I think France beat them on penalties. First game, we went to see Argentina against Uruguay in a place called Pablo. And that costed about 90 pence on bus, It about 90 miles away. You know, we just found out, you go to the local bus station and find out transport-wise, and it were these old buses and, it was, I think Mexico City were like equivalent to smoking 40 fags a day because of pollution. Really? And it were these butters, it was thick, black, smoke, the Belcher. But anyway, we got on one, we went to, to Pablo, and we, we didn't know what to expect because, it you know, because it had been Falkland four years before and had But we'd not played them or anything, and, you know, us being English. But we went, and first ball we went to were full of Argentinians, Nobody said no. Nobody, you know, no animosity or anything from any of them. We went to that. We, you pay on gate for a ticket, get in. So our first game, Argentina won that 1-0. And it pissed it down. Did it? You know, during the second half, it rained that hard. It it. We'd only got t T-shirt and shorts on. And you're, you're in a stadium with no room for. And so there was no escape from it. No. And it rained about 10 15 minutes and you know you're absolutely saturated Ten, you know 10 15 minutes later you'll go dry again because it was that hot <laughs> and ah that it rained it rained really hard every day round right about the same time did it yeah that's strange. yeah in in, in acapulco they've got these runoffs for, you know for, for river that you think why why, why have you got there? And, you know, the bone dry, you are looking at it, when it rains, it'll be about four o'clock in the afternoon, it rains and it rains. Buckets, absolutely buckets it down. And, of course, you know, it runs in a torrent down from hills and that and down through these gullies. And, you know, even roads were flooded and we were in this taxi and, not again, it were a beetle and... <laughs> and he's driving down road, and, and there's just water shooting up from bottom, front floor. Up, you know, we, we've, we've all had it's and you, you're going like this together. <laughs> water shooting up as he's driving along the floor. No way. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm going back to the thing you said there, that a, a World Cup, okay, held in Mexico, but two South American teams playing each other, and it was pay on the gate, which I find amazing in a World Cup.
2: Yeah, you're glad you're Yeah. Mm.
0: And yeah, no, no trouble with, say, the Argentines. Were you wearing an England shirt or anything? No, no. we just
2: went in on a t-shirt. Yeah, sure. nothing,
0: nothing to give you away.
2: No, well, you, yeah, you, 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 speaking gives it away.
0: Cool. Well, yes.
2: You know when you when you when you're speaking, they know. Hmm. And, and and we found it were better to be known as English in Mexico because they ate Americans.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They thought you're American. They wouldn't like you. But English were fine.
0: As long as you weren't Los Animales.
2: Yeah, as long as you were Los Animales, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, watching Argentina, who, who would obviously go on to to win it, could you see then that they were, were decent? Yeah. Obviously, they're.
2: They were they were a good side. Uh, yeah. I would not say no, not not looking on that performance. I would I wanted expecting them to win it, but yeah, they were a good side. Um, we went to um, Italy against France, right? A few days later, and uh, and that were again that were a good game. France won that. France were playing well at time.
0: In Italy were the they, holders, weren't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. Fran- but France France could easily have won that tournament. They, you know, they beat. They beat Brazil. Mm. I think they got knocked out by Germany, didn't they?
0: So so that was the big semi-final, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Because this was Platini's era.
2: Yeah, he scored in that game we went to. Right. Yeah, that was at at the old Olympic Stadium where, um, what was his name? Bob Beamer. Bob Beamer, I think, yeah. Right. Yeah, he he, he jumped an incredible length on a long jump that didn't get beat for tens of years.
0: Yeah, that was yeah, in that stadium. That, that, that was uh,
2: that was there. Yeah, and and no different lights. So just to uh, no roofs on anywhere.
0: Because I looked at where the a lot of the host cities were in Mexico. They were all quite central. Um, apart from was it Monterrey, where the England's yeah. group games oh. were? And you said that you was it Pablor? Well, yeah, and well, they were all easy to get to, were they from Mexico City?
2: Uh, well, it was easy enough to, to get by because flights were that cheap,
1: right? You know, if
2: you get a flight from Mexico City to Guadalajara, you won't want to be travelling by bus there because obviously you you're up a mountain or a volcano, and it's yeah. all you're all meandering roads and so it would take forever. But uh, yeah, flights. For, we went we went to Acapulco twice. And Cancun before it were a resort,
0: right? Before yeah, it,
2: amazing. It was amazing to see it because they were turning it into a intra holiday resort, and it was like it was like paradise. You but know, even then, two, like toucans flying. There was only one hotel there then. I mean, now it's it's like Blackwell, isn't it? With hotels all the way down the beach, aren't they?
0: Well, by all accounts, I've never been, but yeah, I, I've heard about it.
2: Yeah, there's there's like a road running down. Cut through, it's like a tropical jungle, and there's a road running down it or hmm. well, parallel to the coast and um, about a mile inland. And they'll be like, We had a car and we had to ride down it. And I said, well, there's a dog road here, and it went dog, it were a bloody lizard, it was a great big lizard, was it? <laughs> yeah. And there, there were snakes and all sorts on roads <sighs> because it it, it, it was like a jungle, and you just take a you take a left and follow, follow, and it can just go down to the beach, mm. and it can just be like paradise type of place. Then you know white sands and and sea that you could see sea floor as nice. far as you can see. Nice. Well, red hot, really. You know, too hot. Yeah. And you know they can put asking you, Are you American, and no, no, well, that's all right. It, 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 it wasn't the holiday season because it's too hot. The Americans start coming down round about September, I think. Um, and then, you know, they didn't particularly like them, but they would read the money.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you think it was a... I mean, you say it's red hot. Was it wise, really, having a World Cup during that season in Mexico? Well, they've
2: it before. It wasn't as hot in Mexico City as what it was there. Right. Because you obviously... Uh, is it, um, is it about ten thousand feet up? Give I or can't yeah, but it, it gets obviously it gets cold. And yeah, but it was still it was still hot, and it still rained every day. Right, uh, you know you could set your watch by it. But well, you, you know it it it, it, was, it was I thought it was a fantastic place because it was so cheap. You could do whatever you wanted. You know if if there if there a plane to catch the Cancun were quite expensive for You about seventy odd pound. Retain. We got a retain for that, but it, you know, it, four pound in an hotel when, when we get there. Yeah, and yeah, I had a car day cheap, and it was like a once in a lifetime type of thing. All that holiday cost me less than what I actually. I got a bank loan to go, right, to pay the thousand three hundred and fifty pound. What what we paid South American travel, all the money that we got back paid for everything else.
0: It worked out kindly for you there. Did yeah. So back to the back to the football. They'd made it past Paraguay in that round of sixteen. Yeah. It was the quarterfinals against Argentina. I mean I, I say I don't remember it, but I, I can remember my parents talking about the fact it was Argentina and, and obviously as you'd mentioned the Falklands and, and that. And I imagine that the I imagine that the newspapers back here were probably giving it large as they were, and uh, but what was the feeling out there prior to the game?
2: It was just um, excitement, really. Yeah. Well, how we played the previous two games. We obviously thought we got a chance of winning this, the tournament, not just the right, not just the Argentine game. And I think if we'd have beat Argentina, we'd have won. We'd have won the tournament, you know, because we were better than the other sides left didn't it. You know, and to be fair, we had every chance. We had every chance. Right up to end end, we're here. missed did he. You know, we could we could have equalised. I know that everybody, it, it's always on to board, do not to internet, but, you know, we didn't have VAR in them days. No. You had to accept, had to accept what happened. And if it had been other way round, we'd have accepted it, wouldn't we?
0: Well yeah, you, you have to yeah, we'd, we'd have taken you know, it.
2: You you wouldn't have bothered. It annoys me a bit when I see you know, we see some of these players, you know, they're 30 years on and they're just as uh, they're just as bad about it now. Bad feeling about it now as what they was then and not go over it. You know, it's end of the day it's a game of football. Mm. If they would have been better, it wouldn't have mattered whether he had boarded it or not, because he wouldn't have got to it.
0: Yeah. So but where where and, and were
2: you? We were other side of ground, in the same place as previous game. Yeah. Or pink You know, you're looking down other end, other end of pitch, and it yeah, it were obvious from where we were. I mean, we, you couldn't have been, you couldn't have got further away than what we were. Yeah. And it were obvious what happened. But referee played where well, you know we play on, didn't he? You know yeah. what you could do about.
0: But then the as well, from the the vantage point you had, you've you've seen that goal and. And saw saw it blatantly. You've obviously had a great view of the second goal. Yeah. That was a cracking goal. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: I mean, I I, I see Maradona play in what one, two, four games there. best player I ever seen. By a mile. Mm. You, you know, I mean, including like some messi and Ronaldo today. They protected not like he was. He got he got some right hammer, and he just got up and got on with it, and you know it was it it, 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 it was fantastic.
0: Yeah. So what was the feeling coming out? Obviously, we've been beaten by by Argentina. We've been beaten yeah. by a, the hand of God. But what what did you feel coming out?
2: Gutted. Oh, gutted. Gutted, but pride. We you know we effortly put in, and particularly after it start the tournament yeah. because it were, it, were, it were pathetic start to tournament and we were a bit lucky really that one got sent off and, and, and the other one got his, his injury which he did all the time you know and it was a shoulder injury wasn't it Oops, came out yeah. again came out again when he first fell off it and after them two were at we improved no end and yeah, like I said, we you know I thought we if we could have won that game, would have won the tournament. Uh, and yeah, and and just to feel feeling the pride, pride in the team actually after after we after game had finished, they know what you can do about under God. No, so there's no point in, in letting it. You know, do your editing. You know, it, it, it it's football and it? it's football, isn't it? And that's what happens all time. And 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 they've they've introduced VAR to try and stop it. And it don't, does it?
0: No, no. There's still things that happen that shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah.
2: And the, and you know, and they'll go on and on, and they'll and they'll say, well, this is not good enough. You know, we need to do something else. And it's all people who, that's not playing, isn't it? It's all people who have finished playing that are, that are doing the moaning about it, and they do all the talking about it, and you know, I, it, it, I don't like it. I, I, Do you? I mean, when you go to a game of football and it stops for three minutes, and you don't know whether you don't know whether you can celebrate a goal or not.
0: That's that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? Where if you're waiting and waiting, you've celebrated initially, then it comes up on the screen that someone's having a look at it, and you think, okay, they can have a quick glance over it. But that quick glance over it turns out to be three minutes, and even even if the goal's given, it's a bit of a a letdown of a feeling, and then he, if it's not given, it's a, a bit of a groan. And it yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's not working.
2: Fortunately, I don't get I don't get to put up with this at Old tan games. No, but I got it at England against Holland. England against Holland in Gomares
0: in the Nations League, yeah. School,
2: and it would do, and it you know we celebrated and oh hang on, there's a VAR check and it were about an inch offside.
0: It's his big toe, I think, wasn't
2: it? <laughs> you can't, you know, if it were offside, it offside, it's offside, I suppose. But it's, t- it's taking the enjoyment down to football. And I'd rather put up with things like the undergod god and do away with this so we can start enjoying football again, personally.
0: It's conversational as well, isn't it? You can talk after the game about incidents. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if, if VAR had... Intervened with Maradona, and not given it, no one would remember it because the game would no. have hopefully have gone on, and and no one would have remembered it. Yeah, you're right. So England were out, but but you weren't coming home just yet,
2: though, were you? No, no. no. I, I went to I went to next game against Belgium, and it, and it were it did exactly the same to Belgium. Did it, but he just run through just run through them like they went there. And scored a similar goal to the second goal against England. Yeah, incredible player. And I I managed to get a ticket for final off an England fan in in uh, Acapulco. Right, he was he wasn't bothered about going, and uh, he was skinned, and he got got the most expensive ticket, which was thirty two pounds for a final ticket. Yeah, (laughs) I gave him forty quid for it, and then. I don't know whether I sat in right seat or not, but I would. I would like just to, just above where the where he re, the received trophy. Really, yeah, yeah.
0: So not only did you have a great view of the uh, the game, the pitch, but what, yeah. was he in Maradona obviously within touching distance of you, or
2: no? I went. I would not say in touching distance, but you know, within about twenty yards. Really, yeah. <sighs> down a down a level. Mm. Wow! Well, yeah, you could, like, walk all the way right around ground. Yeah. And there weren't all oh, this ticket checking and wherever your people tended to go where they had a ticket for. Right. Um, and I went sure where I got to sit, so I'm walking right around ground. and I just went in anyway to watch <laughs> a game, and I stopped there. It was a good view. So, how I was, like, uh, opposite end of ground I was for England games. Yeah. Probably right about on a uh, goal line. Yeah. Uh, just right at goal line and uh, at and the end where he scored winner. Because they got two back. They were winning 2-0, weren't they? Argentina and the Germans got two back, equalised. I think Maradona put him through for a winner.
0: Borachaga, wasn't it, who, yeah. who scored the winner? I'm just, I'm just looking at a picture here of uh, <laughs> of him with the trophy, probably where he's just picked it up and you're probably within, I don't know,
2: I'd be just up to
0: just to one side you, of him.
2: Well, you can see next level up there.
0: Yeah, just in the corner there. Oh,
2: out, out front of that level, just just to other side of him.
0: So, was there were there a lot of Argentine fans and or Germans in there as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there were. But uh, it will fall. I mean, compared to some other other games, like obviously, people want to go to them games, don't they? Get the final even when they're not bothered to about go into all others. Yeah. But yeah, it were, it were all right. Um I, I, I stopped in after the game just to uh, check out. out Yeah, yeah. And I and I I had to walk all the way round all the way round um, through Argentine fans and and back around through there weren't there ain't any Germans left in ground by then. Yeah. But yeah, it, it were it were interested. Good, You know, it's good Good to experience something like that. I mean, it would be better if we, if England had been there. Of course. And then I went to Italy in the 90s and then semi-final got knocked out. Penalties.
0: Yeah.
2: So we do, aren't we? We do.
0: Just can't get over the line at the moment, can we?
2: No. Well, you know, we're doing as well now as we ever have
0: done. Yeah. High hopes for this year?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we, are you going?
2: Um, I'm hoping to yeah right I'm hoping to it's a matter of how long for. Mm. you know the way I'm looking at it is probably group games and first knockout game to start with yeah and then we'll see what we like regarding regarding week and
0: all the important one. things time and money
2: but at the end of the day you have some fantastic times following football you remember for the rest of your life
0: yeah Great to hear from Paddy there. It's one of those tournaments that when I see footage from it, it kind of still feels so distant. I think I've read in the past, actually, of delays in the footage coming back to England from Mexico, all with its ever so slightly grainy footage. There was certainly no 4K HDR back then, was there? Now, from a previous episode of the Three Lions podcast, we've done this one back in 2019, I spoke with a member of that 1986 squad, and this is a little extract of what Tottenham's Gary Stevens told me about the tournament. Now with seven senior England caps to his name, World Cup appearances
1: too, I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast, Gary Stevens. Hello. Hello and delighted to, to join you. Thanks for contacting me and uh, I'm looking forward to having a chat with you. And as we're leaving the pitch at Wembley afterwards, having picked up our winner's medal against Scotland in the Rouse Cup in 86, Bobby Robson came across to me and he said, you are useful. It was definitely useful, not useless. (laughs) He said, you are useful. And I knew, I absolutely knew at that point that I was going to end up in his squad of 22 for the World Cup Mexico 86.
0: Oh, great. That's got to be the highlight, hasn't it, being picked for the 86 squad?
1: Well, yeah, I I think it's right up there for sure because my schoolboy dreams and my hopes and ambitions as as a young kid You know, one was definitely to play in the World Cup for England, playing the World Cup finals for England. So, yeah, it it was it was amazing. I was actually at home at the time. I was I was in the back garden at my house in Broxbourne in Hertfordshire at the time, which was where I was living when I was playing at Spurs. And my my girlfriend, she might have been my fiance. She ultimately became my wife, came out into the garden and said, you've been picked, you've been picked. And I said, how do you know? How do you know? She said, I've just seen it. It's on Teletext. <laughs> do you remember the days of Teletext? Do so I, yes. That, you know, that, that's exactly how I found out. You know, the squad had been announced, and my girlfriend told me that she'd seen it on the TV on Teletext. You know, obviously, subsequently, the, the club were advised. The club spoke to me. England spoke to me. I got the official letter, etc., etc. But again, going back to 86, very different days as far as communication and processes are concerned.
0: Amazing on teletex. So you, uh, you came on as a sub against Morocco, then again against Paraguay. And I don't know if back then assists were, were counted or, or
1: looked upon as much, but you got a World Cup assist, didn't you? Squaring the ball to Gary Lineker. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because if you hadn't have done, I was going to do so. But um, the the first game you you mentioned Morocco, which was uh, a group game, we'd we'd lost to Portugal in our first game out there, and you know Portugal were nothing like the footballing force that they are these days. So it was a it was a big shock. Then the game against Paraguay, Brian Robson dislocated his shoulder. He'd gone out there with a, a shoulder problem, and he dislocated it. Um, and then Ray Wilkins got sent off. So England were down to 10 men. And Bobby Robson sent me on and sacrificed Mark Haitley up front. And it was just a case of, well, it's, it's nil-nil. We're down to 10 men. Can we hang on and get a point out of this? Um, we did. And, you know, I felt I played my part in doing that. But, you know, it was just a case of working hard and, and pulling together. And so after, after two games, we'd had one defeat and one draw. And we were staring you know, extinction or the exit to the tournament square in the face. Um, the next game was against Poland, which I wasn't involved in. I sat on the bench again. You know, Lineker did the honours with a with a hat-trick, if I remember correctly, and, and suddenly we were into the last 16. We then moved to Mexico City, and we prepared for that well because although we weren't playing at altitude, we'd been staying at altitude and coming down to play lower-level um, in the group stages. So we're now Mexico City, we're at altitude. And the Azteca Stadium was, was monstrous, but the pitch was absolutely shocking. It, the surface was, was dreadful. Um, we're playing Paraguay into the second half. Peter Reed struggling a little bit with a knock. Bobby Robson made the substitution. I went on for Peter Reed in midfield. And it was one of those. Quite famous commentary moments because on the pitch at the time was Gary Stevens Everton, Trevor mm-hmm. Stevens Everton, and Gary Stevens Spurs. And I think John Motson actually went, It's Stevens to Steven to Stevens on <laughs> one occasion. It, it did actually happen. But the, the my assist for Gary Lineker was sort of made in Tottenham to some extent. Glenn Hoddle got on the ball in midfield and and I made a run forward into the area, knowing that. Glenn had the ability to pick me out, which he did with a little outside-of-the-foot pass. And I'm now wide but into the penalty area. And I know that all I have to do is square it across the face of the goal along the ground because that is the run that Lineker will make. That's the run that Gary Lineker often makes. So it was the easiest thing in the world for me to slide and with my right foot, knock it firmly across the face of the goal. Sort of on or around the six yard box. And sure enough, there was Mr. Lineker knocking it home. Um, so, yeah, a great moment for me, a good moment for Gary Lineker. And we won the game comfortably, which put us into the quarterfinals.
0: Well, oh, yes, the quarterfinals. Unfortunately, you were on the bench for that one. And um, let's cut to the chase. Did you see it? We're going to talk
1: hand of God. Did you see it from the bench? Uh, this, the simple answer is no, I didn't. We weren't sure. But, and again, in the Azteca Stadium, the dugout was obviously on the halfway line, but it was set I don't know maybe ten yards back from the pitch, maybe a touch further, and it was literally you were down in the ground, so your, right. your head was maybe a foot above pitch level. it's a shocking place to to observe a game from. and if you if you worked out the yardage, it's probably seventy yards from where we were to where the incident was. All we knew was that something had gone wrong because as the ball looped up in in the air from Steve Hodge and we're seeing Peter Shilton coming out and he's going to punch it, you know, there's only one thing that's going to happen and that's Peter Shilton's going to punch it, you know, because he's got a run, he's got the advantage, he's got his arm. And as Diego Maradona challenged for it, somehow the ball went past Peter Shilton and he, he punched nothing. And then, of course, there's Terry Fennick and there's Terry Butcher, you know, indicating to the, the referee that it's a handball. You know, my namesake and, and Gary Stevens of Everton and and Kenny Sanson have rushed over to the lines when they're saying it's handball. All I can assume is that the referee didn't see it from where he was, because if he had, he has to give it. You, you could say that Diego Maradona did it quite brilliantly because it was very subtle, almost like the sleight of hand of a magician. But obviously it didn't help our cause too much. And, you know, yeah, somewhat aggrieved. I suppose if you say, well, if you found yourself in that type of position yourself, would you maybe do similar? I dare say at some stage most of us have in training, in a match, but maybe not in a World Cup quarter final, eh?
0: No, no. But it must have been uh, what what an atmosphere, though. I mean, and Maradona had scored the uh, the wonderful goal beforehand as well. Gary Lineker had equalised. Just a, a great occasion apart from the result, I guess.
1: Well, yes, it was a huge occasion for sure. I think there was in excess of 110,000 in the stadium that day. It's, it's, it's going round the world. Millions of people watching it. And yeah, I think probably the the only thing that went really, really wrong for us was was the result. Maradona's wonder goal was just that. You know, he had a, an incredible World Cup in his own right. You know, didn't singly hand, or single handedly win it for Argentina, but he was the main reason that they they won it. I actually felt leading up to the game that there was too much talking in the England camp about this Maradona how good he was, what he could do to us, how he could hurt us, what a genius he was, what a top player. And, you know, again, for me, I I felt that leading up to it, we should have been talking a bit more about ourselves and how well we'd done against Paraguay and what we could do to Argentina. That's just a, a personal feeling on it and a personal thought on it. And also from a personal aspect, I was disappointed that I didn't play. I'd come on as a a substitute, as we mentioned in the previous game against Paraguay for Peter Reid. Peter felt that he was fit enough to play in the game against Argentina um, and Bobby Robson started him. And leading up to the game, you know, a few days before, Bobby Robson and Don Howe were talking about maybe man-marking Maradona and they had a conversation with me at one stage as to man-marking. Is it something that... I like to do is it something that I've ever done? How would I feel about it? In the end, they decided that that wasn't the way to do it. We didn't man-mark Maradona as such, but I, I can't help looking back and thinking: Well, if I had been given that job, because at the time there was no doubt about it, I was I was super super fit. If I had been given that job, it just might have made me, but it could have absolutely wrecked me football-wise and psychologically. Oh, yes.
0: Not, not worth, well, I, I say not worth thinking about, but I guess you, you always
1: do and you always will. Yeah, I think that's possibly the biggest issue and problems a lot of players have at the end of their careers, that what-if scenario. You know, it's hard to win tournaments and it's hard to win trophies. And, you know, in, in my career, I managed to win two, you know, European Under-21 Championship with England in 84 and the UEFA Cup with Spurs in 84. Um, but I played in two FA Cup finals and I lost them both. I played in one World Cup finals, Mexico 86, as we're talking about. And, you know, but for an amazing Diego Maradona goal and an illegal goal, the Hand of God goal, who knows? I might actually, with my England colleagues, have ended up getting to the semi final, the final. Yeah. and winning it you, you just don't know do you and and I think that's the, the tough bit to take and you never know when your next chance might come along and for me personally you know, my last appearance for England was in Mexico 86 against Paraguay I was in a couple of squads after that but then I had some injury problems and that's it it's it's over you, you know your chance has gone you've had your day and you've got to get on with the rest of your life
0: Great to hear from Gary there. Uh, If you want to listen to that whole interview I had with him, just whirl back to episode 48 on your podcast provider. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Mexico, 1986. One where Gary Lineker would famously win the Golden Boot with his six goals. And both he and Bobby Robson, well, they would get another crack at the finals four years later one that was a little closer to home. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Once again, thank you to Paddy Buckley and to Gary Stevens. I hope you've enjoyed it, I really do. As I mentioned, all the previous episodes can be found at your podcast provider of choice or 3 com. Lots of England memories can be found there. And once again, if you're not following on social media, you can find the show on the likes of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Go and give it a follow. My name is Russell Osborne. This is the Three Lions podcast, and it will be back with you very soon with some more England content. I hope you can join me for it. So until then, look after yourselves. Take care. Cheers.